You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday as they begin their preparation for Sunday's matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Heard from head coach Andy Reid, as well as quarterback Patrick Mahomes and defensive tackle Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, and we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Chris Jones. Here's Andy Reid. As far as the injuries go, um, Clyde is really the only one that um, didn't practice today. Everybody passed their COVID that's on the, the active roster. Um, I, I'm going to just say a couple words about Coach Madden. I mean, literally a couple words because he, he was the absolute greatest. And so I think that's all. Everybody's had their say on it. Um, I think you, you realize how much he touched the football world um, and all of us made our job, you know, what it is today uh, as a coach, made it an honorable position to be in and, um, and heck it's hard to be a hall of famer period, but let alone be a hall of famer in two different areas. That's, that's phenomenal. And, and he was that, um, with that, I, I probably need to uh, just address Matt house's situation. So congratulations to Matt and his family. Um, you know, they, um, they, they've been honored to, to go to LSU as the defensive coordinator there. It'll be tremendous for Coach Kelly. It'll be tremendous for the Tigers. We got a bunch of them, a uh, bunch of them on our team, so they're they're excited for him. Um, uh, however, he will stay here throughout the season. So I know there were some questions on that, um, and, and he will uh, um, he'll he'll remain with us uh, throughout. I'd also like to just uh, say that our prayers are with uh, the Madden family. Uh, they're great people, phenomenal people. So. Our, our prayers are with them as the whole NFL is with their family. Uh, with that, um, listen, we have the Cincinnati Bengals uh, that we have an opportunity to play uh, this week. And, you know, we cherish that opportunity. They're, they're a heck of a football team. Very, very well coached. They've got great players. Um, some good young players that are great players and have a great future that, that for this, for the national football league, which is great, great for the NFL. So, um, we're, we're preparing ourselves. We, we started yesterday. We, we worked, uh, today and we'll keep on working through the process. Um, you know, as we go throughout the week. So with that, um, time's yours. Let's go first to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy, I, I'm really sorry about John. I know he was important to you. Um, I, I wonder if you could just reflect on when you first met him. I think it was when you were in Green Bay and maybe how you got so close. And I will have one follow-up, Brad, if I could. Yeah, it might be because both of us like to eat. And so, you know, we, we had that, that passion um, 
obviously by our body type. So, you know, he invited me on the bus one time in Green Bay. I got to ride through the parking lot on the bus and thrill of my life. Um, Mike Holmgren was real close to him. So um, I automatically got kind of put in, I literally put in the bus. So, um, but, you know, California guy, I'm from California. We had a couple of things that were uh, a little bit the same there. So, yeah. Well, and then the other part, Andy, I, I believe he was, uh, sort of enough of a mentor to you that, that he was part of your decision-making when you chose to come to the Chiefs. Is, is that correct? And can, can you just clarify that? Well, he loved to hate the Chiefs, but he loved the Hunt family. So, uh, but I mean, he'd tell you that they had some knockdown dragouts. He, you know, he could about remember every play. So, uh, but he said, it's a great organization. The Hunt family is phenomenal. Um, you know, he'd always remind me to tell uh, Norma Hunt, hello, you know, so he just, uh, he liked him, but he didn't like him. <laughs> Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, uh, a housekeeping uh, thing and then one other thing. So you, you said all the players have passed in the 53-man roster. Is that originally would include Fenton, Watts, Butker, Townsend? Um, are they good to go or are they out of that? No, they were they were all out there today. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And and um, we have kind of seen through different articles written about John uh, nationally that you were part of a, a subcommittee. I just was wondering what uh, that was like, what that meant to you, and maybe what um, tangible examples you see in your own um, aspect of coaching that that maybe you derived from John. Yeah. So after he got out of the TV business, he uh, broadcasting business, and then he uh, Roger Goodell invited him back uh, to the league and. We always had a small subcommittee. There were just a couple coaches on it, and, uh, but we ended up having the Madden committee. So we had like six, eight coaches on there, and and he headed that up. And he was great. I mean, he he was he was really into the rules, the regulations of the game. What made uh, what made the game better? He he, he just that, that's how he wanted to touch the game at the end there. And it, it was you know the commissioner's insight uh, uh, to bring him in and uh, and to let him do that and. We all just rallied around him. We were like little kids following him around. So, um, but hey, what a great insight! Football, just uh, football junkie. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go, ahead, Herbie. Hey, coach, I am so sorry for your loss uh, with, with John. I know you guys were tight, but my question is on Tyron Matthew. I, I know that he was he left Sunday's game with a quad injury. What are you hoping to see out of him this week, and how, how do you look today in practice? Yeah. So Herbert, you know, you know what? He, he feels great. So, um, uh, we ended up taking him out of the game at that point and, and, uh, took him up and just the, the trainer started working on him right away. And, and he came back the next day. It was great. So, um, I mean, we all know he's a tough kid, but, uh, and loves to play. Uh, but at that point in the game, we, you know, we had enough of a lead there where we could do that and, and just kind of get it started and boy, it made a huge difference. Yeah. <clears throat> Got four left. We'll go right down the line, starting with James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Hey, Andy, I'm, I'm curious about how – I don't want you to give anything away, but your philosophy of, of making your quarterback successful uh, against the blitz. It, it's not just Patrick who's good at it. It's ones you've had in the past. What's always been your thought of just finding ways when teams bring extra pressure on, on how your quarterback should be prepared to beat that pre-snap and then, and then within the play? You know what? It's such a, a big part of the game today. When I first got in the league, I mean, blitzes were relatively simple, uh, but these defensive coordinators are, I mean, they're, they're mind, they're so creative. So they, they, 
they're bringing people from everywhere at the popcorn vendor or one of those deals. So um, uh, you, you've got to spend time on it. I mean, there's no easy way around it other than to do that. Uh, I've been blessed to have great offensive line coaches that spend the time doing that quarterback coaches that love it and quarterbacks that love it. So they get in and, and they're willing to sweat over it for a day or two to get it right. And so they can perform with it um, on Sundays. I, I mean, that's, there's no easy way around it other than that. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Andy, I have two questions for you uh, and they're about John. Um, just what is your favorite memory? Of, of being with John and you've always said that you are a teacher when it comes to being a football coach and that was obviously uh, something John was passionate about just what do you feel like John taught you most about how to be a teacher uh, when it comes to uh, getting players to get better yeah well he was a player's guy I mean he he would talk to him communicate and he did the same with us you know with, with the fans on tv I mean that's what he did so that's why we all loved him he kind of taught us the game uh in a simple way where everybody felt like they could, they could go play, you know? And, and so that was, uh, that was great. One of my favorite stories is um, we, we were at a restaurant one time and uh, um, I told the, the waitress, I came late to it and they'd already eaten. It was he and Tom Coughlin, they had already eaten. And, and so they go, uh, the waitress comes over, who was actually the chef and the, and the waitress. And she, um, she said, what would you like? And I said, well, just give me, give me one of your favorites. And they, and, and coach just goes, oh my gosh, for a Forktarian, you just blew that. I can't believe you, you know, you're in the Forkman club and you can't, I'm like, what are you doing? So she brought, she brought out duck confit and I have not, I didn't live it down to the day he passed. You mentioned about duck confit. I can't believe you're eating duck confit. What, what are you doing? Uh, that's one of the many, I'm one of the many stories, but I, uh, he never let that, that die. This was like, this was like five years, six years ago. So, um, and every time, you know, every time he mentioned that, that story and he could tell a story a lot better than I just did. So he, he would, you know, he would get right into my ribs on it. So. We'll go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Uh, well, now I actually have a, a, a real quick one first. Uh, where was that uh, story? Where Where was that restaurant? Yeah. Well, it was um, it was actually at the at the combine. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't even know the name of the restaurant, but it was at the combine. And, okay. Yeah. And then I had a, another question about. Um, you know, we talked a lot early in the season about the, these deep shells that you guys were facing. and you guys are still seeing them. It's just, you've been more successful against them. What do you attribute that to? Yeah. I mean, we saw a bunch of it uh, Sunday. So, but teams are, mi- teams are mixing more than what we think. So we're seeing some shell, we're seeing some single safety mill, we're seeing some man. Uh, they throw a lot of stuff at you. So, and this crew is no different. I mean, they, they've got a whole package that, um, uh, that they really execute well. A lot of these teams that, run a lot of things, they, they'll mix them up and have problems with this crew here does a great job. Their, their defense coordinator is, uh, must, must be a phenomenal teacher. I've never worked with him, but it looks like he does a great job teaching. So, um, you know, that, uh, but just practicing through it and, and knowing, uh, you know, knowing how to check down, where to check down, all those things. 
becomes so important. Route runners, knowing how to play within zones becomes important. Um, and so, and being on the same page and, and then the offensive line's also got a part of that. So it's, it's not one, you know, it's not one person. I've said that from the get go, you know, it's not one person that makes you, makes you roll there. Well, the last Steve Walls. Good, Steve. Hey coach. Uh, I want to ask you about, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, I know you primarily, you know, watch the uh, opposing defenses, but he was offensive AFC offensive player of the week last week, five, over 500 yards passing. Just want to know your thoughts on him as you see him on film. Yeah, he's a, he's a smooth operator. He, he does a real nice job. Um, looks like he's smart, well-coached um, and uh, he's accurate. He's got some good wide receivers that he, he, he puts it up to and, you know, they, they do a nice job too. So I, uh, but uh, he's, He's great for the National Football League right now. These young quarterbacks, man, we're, we're so lucky to have them in this league. And, you know, it looks like we might have a couple more coming in this next year. So it just makes a makes a competition so great. And uh, you know, that's what this is all about. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you guys for asking, too. Hey, Brad, I've got a couple things. Um Patrick, I asked Andy this, but early in the season, we were talking a lot about the the shells that you guys were seeing, and and I realized that there's other defenses you're seeing as well, but but a lot of shell on last Sunday. Um, probably a few things here, but what do you attribute your guys' success to late in the season against that type of defense? Yeah, I mean, first off, just seeing it a lot, you kind of figure out answers and stuff that you can uh, can do to combat and have more success, and then. Um, I think just finding that, that happy median where you're taking shots still and uh, attacking, but at the same time hitting the guys underneath and, and guys are, are creating a lot of yards when they get the football in their hands, like the running backs, tight ends, and receivers. So uh, just getting the ball out of my hands, getting it to those guys and letting them make plays. And then um, I wondered how it came about that obviously you participated in the, uh, the, the Madden documentary that was last week, and I just wonder if you could tell us how that came about. Yeah, I um, was I was shooting the the uh, for the the cover shoot uh, thing that we that I did with Tom, and they asked me to if I would want to participate, and I said a thousand percent. I mean, uh, the impact that, that John Madden made on not only the NFL but me and a, a lot of the players here uh, in this in this league um, is tremendous, and I wanted to show my respect because uh, I mean, such a such a a great person and a, a great leader in the game of football. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick. Um... Byron Pringle was saying after the game that you were kind of in his ear and maybe some of the other guys last week, hey, this could be your big opportunity if, if Kelsey and, and uh, Tyreek don't play. So now that those guys are back, what, what's your message to those other receivers this week um, now that everybody's back? Yeah, I think I think the guys know that, I mean, any, any game could be anybody's week. Um, obviously, we have Tyreek and Trav, and they get a bulk of the, the, the workload kind of throughout the week and stuff like that, but Guys step up and make plays every single week that uh, change the change the outcome of the football game, and they know that, and they they come in with that mentality at practice. And so uh, I just tell them to keep doing what they've been doing, keep having great practices, stacking great days, and uh, when their number's called, be ready. Next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Patrick, how are you doing? Two questions for you. One, just your initial impressions on Joe Burrow as you're about to face him. I know you're not facing him defensively, but – uh, just your initial impressions on, because you said after the game, I think he threw for a thousand yards in the game. And then also, I want to ask you about just Madden in the video game, you know, for your generation, you know, kind of what that meant to you, how much you learned about the game of football from playing that game and then to meet the guy, or not to play the game and then to know all about John Madden, what that meant to you. 
Yeah, the, I mean, there, to your first question with Joe, I mean, uh, not only is he a great football player, I think he's a great leader. Um, he has that special knack where you can he can lead anybody, and no matter where he's at, he, he can go out there with that that swag, that mentality of of I'm going to win no matter what. Um, and it takes it takes a lot of experience, and it takes a lot of just going out there and doing it for people to believe that. And so he has that as lo- as well as the physical talent to go out there and, and make a lot of stuff happen. Um, and then with as far as John Madden, I mean obviously made a huge impact for me. I mean, uh, playing the video game, kind of learning football by playing that video game growing up. Um, uh, a lot of memories from when my dad was beating me when he had Randy Moss and the Vikings um, and, and making me cry in the, the back game room and stuff like that. Um, but uh, to, to get the, to meet him and hear and uh, talk with him with coach Reed. Um, and he was still watching film to the, I mean, till his, his final days I mean he was he was still watching our film uh, getting a, a feel for what we're doing and giving insight and I mean that's just the type of guy that he is, is he truly loved the game of football and loved the people uh that the NFL uh, had really that uh, were in the NFL and uh I mean he's truly a special person let's go next to Vahe go ahead Vahe hey Patrick I I this is probably hard to answer in some ways but if you were trying to tell a friend how you guys went from three and four to winning eight in a row, what, what are the first things that come to mind besides just grinding? Yeah, I think it was just staying with the process. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing. I mean, no one held their head down. Uh, we knew that there was a lot of season left and we, everything that we wanted was out in front of us. Um, and so uh, but guys came in with the right mentality every single day to get better. Um, and, and we're sitting where we're at now, but the job's not finished. I mean, we still have, to try to find a way to get this number one seed and playing two great football teams these next two weeks um, and then try to make a, a run in the playoffs. So we understand that it's not done yet. Uh, it's, it's been great these last few weeks, but we still have a long ways to go. Got two more. We'll go James and then Pete. Go ahead, James. Hey, hey Patrick, with that said, I'm kind of curious where this patience comes from that you have, because you kept telling us throughout the weeks that you were just going to go through the process and you guys were going to stick with it. You wanted to play the best football by the end of the year. And it seems like that corner's been a bit turned. Where do you have, have you have this patience in all aspects of your life? You're a new dad. Do you have it, you know, do you have it there? Where, where does this patience come from to stick with something? Yeah, I think it just comes with maturity and experiences. Um, if I was younger, a little bit younger in my career, uh, I might've been trying to force the issue and try to make a lot of big plays happen. Um, but uh, just from learning from those experiences, when I've been trying to press too much or whatever it is, I- I've learned that just trusting my teammates, trusting the coaching staff, uh, the plays that are getting called, uh, get the ball in my hands and let, let guys make plays. At the end of the day, it's all about winning. And um, I thought we've done a great job of that these last few weeks of just finding ways to win football games. Uh, if it's offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is. And uh, I think that's what you need uh, when, whenever you have a great football team. Um, and we'll try to keep that thing rolling. We'll go last to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick. My question is on uh, Travis Kelsey. You haven't played a, a lot of ball uh, without Kelsey and you had to do so last week. What was that experience like? And then if you could just describe um, how his mood was finally being able to get back to the room and, and get back to work. Yeah, I mean, he was excited. Uh, he, was, he was annoyed that he couldn't, get, he couldn't be back in the building. I mean, even um, the day after we, when we came back and we really have an off day, but the guy's coming to watch film and he couldn't be in the building. He was, he was still annoyed about it. I mean, he, uh, he, loves, he loves this game and uh, he loves being out there with the guys and being able to play. So it, it crushed him not being able to play with us. Um, but, um, I mean, I thought the guys stepped up. I thought the tight ends did a great job blocking and catching the football. I thought guys like Pringle, McColl, uh, Tyreek even got out there. And I mean, you, he was just off the COVID list. So he was exhausted out there just trying to 
do what he could to contribute. I mean, it was it was a, a total team effort. Our offensive line did a great job giving me time in the pocket, um, and uh, we went out there and found a way to get a win. And that, that's all that's all that matters at the end of the day. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll wrap things up with defensive tackle Chris Jones. Hey, Chris, a um, couple things. Um, just uh, wonder what that was like for you, having to sit out the, the Chargers game, uh, as big a game that was against a division opponent. Uh, what was that like for you? Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Um, you, know, you know, it was very tough dealing with the situation, um, especially – not being able to play the game I love so much and being out there to compete with my brothers in that divisional game, uh, a very important game where I feel like I, I could have been used. Um, but on the bright side, um, we went out there, we competed, we played hard, and we was able to solidify a win. Okay. And um, Chiefs have a lot of good pass rushers, I know. Um, but the three games that the Chiefs haven't had any sacks this year, the three games in which you didn't play, um, anything you could put your finger on why you guys aren't as productive without you in the lineup um, in those three games? I, I can't give you, I can't pinpoint anything. Uh, you know, um, I just try to do my 111. Hopefully we can generate some sacks this week and keep this thing going. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Chris, hope you're well, man. The Chiefs tweeted out a video clip of you mic'd up from this past Sunday's game, and I, I couldn't help but notice or, or hear you mention John Madden's name a couple in that video clip. What, what did Madden mean to you and, and even to your teammates growing up, and how, how often did you play Madden? Um, I've been playing Madden ever since uh, oh, Nintendo 64, um, I think Madden 98. I think that's the last cover John Madden was on, 98, 97, somewhere in the area. Um, yeah, Madden's been a significant part of my life. It actually brought me closer to football, Madden, because I always wanted to play with myself on a game. And, um, you know, his name, his legacy speaks for itself. I think he's a, a 101 and 32, some crazy number like that. Only lost like 30-something games. And um, what he was able to do for the game, his um, love for the game, how he's uh, his perspective and how he viewed the game, you know, it, it impacted not only players but coaches and um, other individuals around the world. And um, give my gratitude to his family and his significant others. Next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Chris, uh, two questions. One, kind of a follow-up with Herbie, but, you know, John Madden always talked about being an all-Madden guy. You know, did you always see yourself when you were playing football as being an all-Madden guy and that kind of the characteristics that followed that? And also, just what is it like just coming back when you don't practice for a certain amount of time, coming back from COVID? What's that like? I know a lot of guys have had to go through that across the league. What is that like for you? I like to view myself as an all-Madden guy. When I play um... – Madden NFL, the video game I played on all Madden. So uh, <laughs> in that perspective, I, I, I kind of view myself as an all Madden guy. And uh, this COVID thing is, you know, um, it's a it, it, it's a challenging situation. Man. You, you, you're forced to miss so many days and um, you come back, you try to be in the rhythm. It kind of takes you out of your rhythm. So you got to find that balance right there. And you also got to stay in tune with the game and what's going on. Um, 
play, I mean, watching film, um, stand in tune with the new calls that's being presented week in and week out and try to be relevant while you're um, quarantining. So it was a challenge itself and also trying to stay in shape. You know, you don't you don't really have the strength, the endurance that you had before. And um, you try to find that balance. And I'm still trying to find that balance now. So, you know, um, uh, try to get better each day. We've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Chris, to kind of just follow up on what you just said there, um, just the process of trying to stay in shape, I guess that would lead me to ask, did as much as you're willing to share, I mean, did, did COVID take it out of you when you were dealing with it? How bad did you feel during that? Um, it, it brought me a, its own challenges, you know, um, you know, the, the, the usual um, congestion, um, body aches, you know, it, it presented me its own challenges, but still overcoming. Uh, I'm doing the best part I can do for this team to make sure I can play my 111 on this defense and uh, put myself in a position to make plays. Last two, go Pete and then James. Go ahead, Pete. Chris, uh, I, I might go as far as to say that this line as a unit might be playing the, the best as it has in these stretch playoff runs. Um, do you sense that? And, and what do you think is the key for maybe where you started the beginning of the season uh, to where you're at now, where it just seems like to be very, very relentless. I think our best is yet to come. Uh, I feel like we got a ways to go. I feel like we're still striving uh, as a unit to get better um, with chemistry uh, in, in some areas. Uh, but I feel like we continue to go on upwards and we continue challenging, getting each other better at practice and make sure that's translating to the game. And um, competing, you know, competing at the highest level. We got a lot of competitors in this room. So, you know, um, I think that 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 mind frame right there will, uh, at the end of the year, we'll continue to going up, maybe so for the playoff, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. We'll go last to James Palmer. Go, James. Hey, Chris, uh, the quarterback you've grown against in Joe Burrow isn't really considered a mobile quarterback, but but really from your guys up front, the way he moves within the pocket and the subtle things that he does to, to avoid the rush, what are the difficulties of a quarterback like that? Because he kind of does it with those small movements to make you guys miss and still looking to, to not just go downfield, but, but make explosive plays when you guys can't get there on the first try. Listen, that we can't take take it away from the guy. He runs a four seven. He's versatile, uh, but he he has a great arm. Um, his, uh, you know, his arm talent can be comparable to Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, the big throw guys like that. Um, got a lot of arm power. Accuracy is um, some of the top in the league. Um, you know, and, and he, he has his way of getting out of trouble when needed. Um, so we definitely got to be correct on our angles this week and the way we collapse the pocket for this guy. He can be challenging at times, uh, at all times. You know, he can make all the throws. He can get make the tight throws, uh, you know. <laughs> so we got to do a good job at containing this guy, um, keeping him in the pocket, getting pressure on him in his face, whatever we can do to affect this guy so, because he can be a game changer. Chris, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. <laughs>